and welcome to Shelly Has Opinions, the hit new podcast where the Chatfield girls try and guess their sister Shelly's opinion on a variety of topics. My name is Holly Chatfield Flanagan, and with me is Shelly Chatfield Allison. And we also have Julie Chatfield Miller. And finally, our sister expert for today is Kelly Chatfield Whitcomb. It's really us. We are not just your in-imagination friends. We're your (laughs) real-life friends. Wouldn't that be cool if people were listening to this podcast thinking that we were their imaginary friends? (laughs) I hear voices. (laughs) When I turn on the special app, I can hear my imaginary friends. (laughs) (laughs) But, like... Also, wouldn't that be so cool if your imaginary friends recorded a show for you every week and just were like, this is what we're thinking about. If I had imaginary friends, I would want them to come visit me more often than once a week. Also to like come visit me in person and not just record a podcast for me. (laughs) Like if you're going to be my imaginary friends, like you should be on my schedule, not yours. (laughs) I barely have enough time to see my real life friends in real life, let alone my imaginary friends in real life. So (laughs) you just want to catch up with them once a week through podcast, through imaginary podcast. If my real life friends had a podcast, I'd also like that quite a bit. It's us, your in real life friends coming to you live, recording on Easter Day. And my head hurts because I've eaten too much candy today. What ailments have you guys given yourselves because of of too much Easter? I definitely ate too much Easter feast. Kelly, do you have an ailment from Easter? Unfortunately, yes, because I was making Cadbury egg brownies. Ooh. Yum. And because my husband loves the Cadbury cream eggs, so and we were going over to a friend's house and they were making dinner. So that was our contribution. But unfortunately, I had uh, the Cadbury mini eggs, you know, just the chocolate-filled ones, and I was snacking on those while I was baking, and baking took almost two hours. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, Shelly Gang, your IRL friends have IRL Easter ailments, but we're still here because we IRL like you. I have to say my ailment. Hey, hey, I have an ailment, too. (laughs) (laughs) Shelly, what's your ailment from Easter? Well, I made a delicious glaze for my ham that has, like, brown sugar and pineapple juice and Dijon mustard and honey. And I was glazing the ham, like, because I was glazing it, you know, kind of over and over again because it would all melt off. (laughs) So I was kind of glazing it, and some of the glaze got my wrist, like, (gasps) splashed up on me. So I have a... I have a little burn. Easter is the scariest time of year. (laughs) Easter is the most dangerous game. (laughs) Every emergency room across the entire world is filled on Easter. (laughs) But Shelly Gang, for you, you're hearing this after Easter. If you've had an ailment, it's gone. And I'm so proud of you, and I love you, and let's kiss. (laughs) Gosh. It sounded like you were going to do the sign off, and I thought I was going to get to be done. That's a short episode. (laughs) I do have a headache ailment, and sometimes that means my head doesn't work good. (laughs) Speaking of working good, we have a topic that's going to work so good for today. Shelly, 
I know that you don't know what it is, but I do. Does that work for you? Uh, it always has, and it always will. Would you like to know it? I guess, even though it really does work for me to not know the topic. Wouldn't that be cool if we just gave you the our points and you had to guess what the topic was at the end? Yes, that'd be so fun. Even though I think it'd be easy, an easy game to play. <laughs> Today's topic is dragons. Oh. <laughs> the perfect Easter-themed topic. Yeah. Is it like dragons, colon, best Shelley, kind of dragon, or is it just dragons? Shelly, if the topic were best kind of dragon, I would not have started dragons, <laughs> colon. Well, I couldn't think of a better thing. Thing to come after the colon is really the problem there. Well, I never use colons in topics. I never say that. <laughs> Shelly, I just always feel like you're going to try and trick me. <laughs> That's the entire premise of this podcast. And you're right, but I will never trick you with a colon. Okay, Shell? <laughs> That's a promise. So Julie is going to be doing the pro reasons why you should like dragons. I am going to be doing the anti reasons why you shouldn't. And Kelly as the Shelly expert and mother of dragons will be telling us what she thinks you'll choose. Are we ready? Yes. 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 Khaleesi. <laughs> Does that mean ready? I don't know. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, that is what they call the mother of dragons. Read a book. Wait. <laughs> they who? They Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones. Oh, yikes. <laughs> I'm going to use it as the word ready. I'm going to use it as a synonym <laughs> for the word ready. Well, then you'd be wrong. <laughs> Julia, are you Khaleesi to tell your points? I've never been more Khaleesi in my life. <laughs> Dragons. Colon. <laughs> the best creature. The best mythical creature. Well, that's a different podcast. I'll just stick with Dragons. Colon. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Dragons are so great. They have so many wonderful qualities. They can breathe fire. When I asked my kids what the best things about dragons were, each one of them said, independently of each other, that they can breathe fire. If you knew a dragon, you could you could uh, barbecue with that dragon, roast marshmallows. Now that I think about it, we had a dragon book where they did roast all kinds of sausages. <laughs> Ooh, delicious. It was very delicious. And it was a feely book, so the, it was all feely. You could feel the sausages. <laughs> Did it feel hot? Did the fire did the fire burn you? <laughs> yeah, you had to be really careful. <laughs> Would you like to know what my favorite literary sausage is? Sure. <laughs> is this the new topic now? Because now I'm fascinated. Subtopic. Dragons. Subtopic. Best literary sausage. <laughs> my favorite. And most delicious looking literary sausage is the sausages that you get to eat in the Dr. Seuss Happy Birthday to You <gasps> book. Uh-huh. Yes. I have never wanted to eat sausage more in my entire <laughs> life than when I read that book. Aren't they like little Frankfurters? I don't know. They're Franks. 
<laughs> Read a book, Holly. <laughs> cool. This is a cool running gag that I hope goes through the entire episode. We really should do a topic someday of best food illustrated in a book because mine would be Robert Munch's book about the kid whose parent is a giant and he makes them burgers and fries, oh, salads yeah. and shakes. This topic is going so well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to, back to dragons, colon, excellent. Dragons can fly in most cases. If we're talking Harry Potter, some of them cannot fly. But, you know, generally they've got beautiful wings so they can fly over villages and be very menacing and cast a shadow on everyone. I'm glad you're into dragon uh, inclusivity, though, because <laughs> not all dragons have wings. That's true. They can also be very fierce and menacing without flying. So I wouldn't discount them, and neither should you. I think in one of the episodes of My Little Pony, there's a dragon who lives in the water, and he's still scary. Does that count as a dragon? They call him a dragon, so... <laughs> all right. <laughs> Dragons are a symbol of power and ferocity. So if you have a dragon on your family crest, people will know you mean business. That's why I have dragons painted all over the walls of my home. <laughs> Is it to scare your children into behaving? <laughs> the dragon's always watching. <laughs> and to imbue them with ferocity so that when they go out in the world, people won't mess. Because they know if they do, they'll get burned. Don't mess with the dragon. Like a sausage <laughs> or a hot dog. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the best way to imbue someone with a dragon ferocity is to feed them like a dragon sausage. <laughs> or, or a delicious dragon scrambled egg. I don't like that because <laughs> wow, I didn't I didn't realize it would be so offensive. I was just I was just silently weeping about all those lost baby dragons. Shelly, that's not how eggs work. <laughs> if you were to see a dragon, then you know you're in a magical land. If you were if you're watching a movie where you think everything's normal and you're in the real world and then bada bing bada boom, you saw a dragon. That's a game changer. You know you're not in the real world anymore. That's true. But it would be kind of a mythical world you'd be in for everything to look normal and then see a dragon. That's called magical realism, Shelley. That's, That's a real thing. I know. I've read a book. <laughs> <laughs> but Shelley, after you see that dragon, then of course everything everything unravels and you know you, you live amongst witches and warlocks. And uh, I was going to say black cats. But I guess those are, those are in the real world, too. <laughs> but then they'd be familiars. Dragons love all the best jewelry and shiny things. If you're near a dragon, you know there's going to be gems and treasures also nearby. And I'm related to someone who loves gems and gold and shiny things. <laughs> That's true. I think if Theo could be, he'd be a dragon so he could hoard beautiful shiny things. Oh my gosh. My seven-year-old loves gems more than, I would say more than anything, but that's not true because he also really loves candy. <laughs> <laughs> what about rock candy? <gasps> 
Yes. If Theo were a dragon, he would have a huge hoard of rock candy. <laughs> he also, if he like turned into a dragon, like suddenly, he would go first, I think, to the Smithsonian and steal all their gems and jewels. <laughs> <laughs> all the geodes. Yeah, yeah that's he true. would really be into that. My last point is there's a really beautiful song about how majestic dragons are written by uh, a band that I like to call Superhero Sandwich, which is my husband and my children. In this song, it talks about how great dragons are and their in, uh, different interests, like um, how they love cookie donuts. Flying away, I'm, I'm a dragon. dragon. I like cookie donuts. They're like cookies and they're also like donuts. Yeah, because if you mess with their cookie donuts, then they'll drop you from a high height, is what the lyric is. <laughs> uh, so I'll just, I'll end by say, singing you the titular line. I'm a dragon, flying away. 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 I'm a dragon. Well, Julie, thank you so much for sharing your pro opinions as to why Shelly should like dragons. But now I am going to share my, not just opinions, but my like tenets to my belief of anti-dragons. Oh my, this is one of your core beliefs. (laughs) Yes. Shelly, here are the four tenets of why you shouldn't like dragons. The first one is that the word hoarding, as we know it um, in a sense, in a, a contemporary sense, where people keep a lot of stuff that they don't use or need, uh-huh. is literally named after dragon's behavior of hoarding things, shiny and beautiful things. Thanks, dragons. You, t- you gave us a wonderful word. <laughs> <laughs> For a really <laughs> sad and disturbing uh, behavior. Have you guys ever watched uh, the hoarding shows on television? Yes, yes. it's horrible. No. It is so, it can go from really just like confusing, like it's just a bunch of holiday decorations to very sad. The saddest being a bunch of dead cats. <gasps> yeah. Oh that happens gosh. a lot. <laughs> it happens a lot? Yes, actually. It's pretty common for them to like be, you know, when they're like cleaning out the houses, like find like dead cats (gasps) under a lot of stuff. It's really sad. So that's directly because of dragons. If dragons didn't exist, (laughs) no one would have that disease. Dragons are cat killers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even mind that because I'm not really a cat person, but just I feel bad for the humans who who have that psychological trauma that causes them to do that. And dragons caused it every time. (laughs) Secondly, dragons are very emotional. Here's a list of the three most emotional dragons. Uh, One, Mushu from Mulan. (laughs) He he lets his emotions just run away with him. (laughs) He, He does things based on emotion, and they're not always the smartest things. Um, like he made that really gross looking uh, oatmeal for Mulan. No, that porridge looked delicious, like it rice looks porridge. So good, <laughs> it looks great. Add that to the list of animated delicious food. <laughs> yeah. 
he is one of the most emotional dragons. The second one is Dragonite from Pokemon. He's a dragon type Pokemon, and he is big and orange and emotional. <laughs> is that one of his attacks? <laughs> Emo attack. <laughs> yeah, because he also has sort of a a derpy face for such a a big Pokemon. No, he's cute. <laughs> he's a he's a cute Pokemon. He's a very friendly looking dragon, which I guess is oh, happy cute. is an emotion. So. It's too emotional. He doesn't have any depth. He just has that one derpy face. Happy face. If you're going to have a dragon Pokemon, it's got to be Charizard. That's true. That's not a dragon type Pokemon. It's a fire type Pokemon. No, he's fire and dragon. Come on. (laughs) Read a book. (laughs) Read a Pokedex. I guess you don't even have to read that because it will read itself out loud to you. <laughs> Charizard, a dragon fire type. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good job, Julie. <laughs> We've been watching a lot of Pokemon lately. <laughs> the most the most emotional poke not Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Your Easter headache is really doing a number on you. <laughs> I know it is. The most emotional dragon is Pete's dragon. that is a classic disney movie that has been remade in recent years and my husband and my 10 year old who was then like maybe seven or eight went to go see it in the theater and came home with red rimmed eyes they'd been crying (laughs) because they they the movie was so sad and so i don't know if the dragon himself was very emotional, but I know that his movie was. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, that's what I've heard, but I haven't seen the new one or the old one. I'll link it in the show notes. Just a bit torrent of it. No, because then Disney will just come and attack us like dragons. <laughs> <laughs> they protect their vault like a horde. <laughs> <laughs> My next point as to why you shouldn't like dragons has sort of kind of been referenced already. There is an author who made children's books that we really loved named Robert Munch. He wrote a book called The Paper Bag Princess. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Love that book. The dragon in The Paper Bag Princess depicts something else that's wrong with dragons. One, they're really mean. They're very mean. But two, They're very easily fooled. (laughs) The premise of the paper bag princess is that a princess gets all of her clothes burned off and has to wear a paper bag. She goes to save the prince from the dragon, but then the prince is a big jerk. And then she tricks the dragon by saying he should fly all around and burn up all of the forests in the world. And he flies all around the world and gets so tired and falls asleep. She tells the prince to take a hike and then the she kicks the dragon really mean at the end, like, <laughs> while he's sleeping. Does she? No. I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> that dragon is one of the worst dragons because he is easily fooled. I don't like a dumb dragon. You don't like a dumb anything. That's so true. But I do sometimes like a mean anything. And this one's also mean. Mean and not smart. Would he be a better dragon if he were mean but clever? Because <laughs> most dragons are clever. 
Because then that Prince Ronald would be gone. But not a huge loss because he's a jerk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When the small committee was talking about this topic, uh, this dragon was the first dragon I thought of. He's a seminal dragon in my life, apparently. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) I have one more reason why you shouldn't like Dragon Shelly, and that is because they notoriously changed their brand to win popularity. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Let me explain. Dragon started in the year of our Lord, 19-something. (laughs) That's when dragons started. It was (laughs) 19-something. The role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons. That was the first time dragons were thought of. So that what, there's a famous like Catholic saint that like fought a dragon or whatever like so dragons all those paintings of dragons from the Middle Ages are just like something else. <laughs> no early D and D. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> and you know what they were they were the beta of D and D. Dungeons and Dragons is popularly, especially when it first started, for nerds and jerks. <laughs> <laughs> And I know in the Shelly gang, we have a few people who play D&D. So I just want to say, like, I'm just kidding. So don't worry. But when it first started, it was for nerds and jerks. And then Dragons decided they needed a rebrand. And so in the 1980s, they decided to go a little softer and become Spike from My Little Pony. The dragon from My Little Pony. And he's nice. And he's little. And he's purple. And he's a baby. He's a baby dragon. Dragons thought that would win popularity for dragons. Big dragon thought this is the thing, but it still wasn't. (laughs) So then fast forward to the 2000s. They thought we need maybe a nice dragon and a mean dragon, a little bit of both. And so they made Toothless the dragon from How to Train Your Dragon. (laughs) He has teeth sometimes and not teeth other times. Big Dragon thought, this is the best of both worlds. We took a note from Hannah Montana, and now we're going to live our truth. And still, they were not pleased. They, like dragons, were hoarding popularity. They thought, we need more. They were like, these successful How to Train Your Dragon books and movies are not enough for us. (laughs) And so they rebranded once again into Imagine Dragons, the rock band. <laughs> they thought, we, we have the kids, now we need the, the adults. And Imagine Dragons came forth and, and made everyone a believer. Except for the fact, but then they became sort of <laughs> passe. <laughs> Sorry, I missed the actual point. What? <laughs> Just Imagine Dragons and then... Next thing is the point. Uh Fast forward to today, 2019, Easter Day, 2019. It is Game of Thrones Day. It is. (laughs) Wait, what makes it Game of Thrones Day? It airs on Sundays. (laughs) Oh, boy. So Game of Thrones is, I would venture to say, the most popular dragon thing on the market today. And so if you add up all of the popularity from Dungeons and Dragons, Spike from My Little Pony, Toothless the Dragon from How to Train Your Dragon, Imagine Dragons, and Game of Thrones, 
That is more than enough popularity for any one entity or group. (laughs) And yet, I know that dragons will still persist after this, rebranding once again to try and hoard more popularity, and I disagree with that. I would actually really like to hear what your prediction is of where they go next. (laughs) Dragons become the official mascot of the Space Force. Oh, dang. (laughs) That'd be be awesome. Very cool. No, guys, you're supposed to hate it. (laughs) Could you imagine if they made, like, the rocket ships look like a dragon? Space dragons. Yeah, for real. You did too good of a job imagining their future popularity because I am – all I'm seeing is, like, NASA merch, like, space dragon T-shirts and hats and everything. And I think, you know – you're right, Holly. You should really pitch that to the small committee of dragons. <laughs> <laughs> pitch it to Big Dragon. Kelly, as the Shelly expert, you've known her for a long time. You've seen her interact with all sorts of mythical creatures, uh, IRL <laughs> and beyond. And also, you are the mother of dragons. Are you Khaleesi to tell us what you think Shelly will choose? <laughs> I am the Khaleesi of Khaleesi. I am the queen of ready. <laughs> I know that Shelly likes uh, sci-fi, which our dragons are. Fantasy. Our fan- fantasy. What? Yeah, they're not sci-fi, they're fantasy. Whatever, it's not real. <laughs> You're right. It, it's in one of those... It's in one of those genres of books, not not just fiction, Whatever but a Whatever is out there in your imagination, Shelly is a fan of. So Whatever you're imagining, Shelly is a fan of it. <laughs> oh no, that's that's dangerous. Don't say that. Dragons are also in Game of Thrones, which is where Khaleesi comes from. Those dragons are pretty cool. Have you seen the show, Shell? I have. I am able to, you know, convince Rick to watch that with me. It's like one of the four shows we've ever watched together. Shelly Shelley knows it so well, she can say the word Khaleesi. Yes, because that's, you know, that's only for the true insiders. Well, you did know what it meant. I knew that it was a Game of Thrones word, but did not have its well, and meaning. The only reason why I know it is because my husband watches it, but also um, a couple of Christmases ago, we got Game of Thrones themed shirts. I got Khaleesi, Queen of the Dragons or whatever. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is. And so Tyler had to explain it to me. (laughs) I don't have a preference either way. And I do like Toothless and other dragon-y things. Like, how has no one mentioned Smaug? Yeah, I have that written in my notes. (laughs) But so I think Shelly's pro. Now we've come... To what we've all been waiting for, the opinion of the MVP of this podcast, the most visited podcaster, Shelly, who was the last person to visit you? The Easter Bunny. Aww. <laughs> he, he visited my house and brought lots of candy and books. Oh, that's great. What a nice Easter Bunny you have. My Easter Bunny left me bed bugs and lice. <laughs> oh, no. Are you hopping mad now? Yeah, Shelly Gang, if you haven't heard uh, the episode that we did about people watching, we did a segment called Hoppin' Mad. It was about such a mean Easter bunny, a chaotic, evil Easter bunny. <laughs> but Shelly, what do you think about dragons? First of all, I would just like to say this topic 
caught me so off guard. <laughs> it really, really came out of left field. And I I was not ready for it. It shouldn't have. I've been leaving you clues all along. Like, I got you Game of Thrones Oreos. That's true, but I think that was a couple weeks ago when maybe you hadn't come up with this topic yet. <laughs> no, remember? Yesterday I thought we hadn't come up with it, and then Julia reminded me that we had. Yeah, Holly, Holly told me, like, we haven't come up with a topic yet this week. And then later she got a text, and she's like, oh, wait, I had just forgotten it. <laughs> yeah, Holly texted me in a panic, and I was like, what? Why? What? Why is she doing this? Big dragon got in my head and erased my memory. <laughs> oh, no. oh, dear. I didn't know that was part of their thing. I didn't know mind control was a dragon power. <laughs> but so as for, for dragons, colon, excellent. Uh, they do breathe fire, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, there's a book that I read that's a fantasy book, not a sci-fi book, <laughs> but for tweens <laughs> called, let's see, A Tale of Two Castles. Uh, by the lady who wrote Ella Inchella, Ella Enchanted. <laughs> and, uh, and that dragon earns money by cooking food for other people. But really, her heart's desire is to become a detective. Cool. <laughs> it's a good book. <laughs> I do love almost anything with detective things in it, though. <laughs> so Like Monk. Like Monk. <laughs> just like Monk. <laughs> Shelly, I just remembered well, that when we were kids, our mother took us to the bookstore and she said we could all buy one book and uh-huh. you and me bought maybe you bought the first book and i bought the second book of this series called dragon's blood uh-huh do you remember that i do and i got super into it <laughs> and i never read mine at all <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> Yeah, that was like one of the, that was back in the days where reading was more of like an aspirational thing that I thought I should like, but didn't actually really enjoy. So, Oh, you mean you should read a book? Is that it, Shelley? I should have read more books. You're right. But I do like to read now. I, I should, I should go back to mom and dad's house sometime and like get those books and read them. <laughs> All the books you looked at as a kid and were like, meh. I actually did do a lot of that when I was living with mom and dad last year. I was like, I should read all these books that I always looked at as a kid, but never read. (laughs) They do fly and they do look very menacing, most of them. Not all dragons fly. (laughs) Hashtag not all dragons. (laughs) And as far as dragons being a symbol of power, I guess, like I'd never thought of that but i guess that's true and like if i had dragons they're on every family crest but yeah so I, but i guess if i had like dragons painted everywhere in my house like i i would feel pretty powerful i guess <laughs> or terrified <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not sure if i would like suck up and like put the power in me or if i'd just be like this dragon's too powerful. That'll never be me. <laughs> so who knows? But I also don't think I'll ever find out. I don't think I'm ever going to paint dragons on every room in every room of my house. It doesn't have to be every room. <laughs> okay. Just the rooms you want to feel most powerful in. <laughs> the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> And Julie's dead. Good. Go on without me, guys. I can't take it. (laughs) I think Julie's right in that if you are, like, you know, wandering around, like, 
after you've fallen through a portal or walking through a magical closet or something, that you would definitely know you were in a magical land if you saw a dragon, like, flying overhead. I'm trying to think, like, that's a very good, like, symbol of, like, whoa, this place is different and magical. That's just, like, the first episode of Pokemon Indigo League where Ash <laughs> sees a, a ho flying and he's a legendary Pokemon, and before that, he didn't know he was in a magical land. <laughs> he didn't know he was in the Pokemon world, even though he already had his own Pokemon and had dreamed forever of becoming a Pokemon master. <laughs> he didn't know. It's just like that. And, uh, and as for loving shiny things, that's true. They love it. <laughs> they also gave us the word hoarding, I guess, which I didn't know, which is, that's cool. I that's didn't know actually that. real. I know, and thank and you. And I don't think now dragons I gave it to us. I think uh, <laughs> Tolkien yeah. gave it to us. But I, th- I think Big Dragon did, though. <laughs> I guess they used their mind control powers to put it in the head of Tolkien. Uh, then he wrote it into The Hobbit. One of the coolest dragons, Smaug. Because <laughs> that's how my husband likes to say it every Does time. Does he really? Smaug. <laughs> yes. Because how, how do you spell it? S-M-A-U-G. So. Oh, I like that. Smaug. <laughs> yeah, and that's how Jet kind of says it too now, and I love it. Well, let's see. So as for Holly's four tenets that prop up her hatred of dragons, it, they I guess I don't think of dragons as being emotional, <laughs> just as much as being like usually mean. <laughs> I guess these are emotional dragons on your list, especially Pete's dragon. If they made your husband and son cry, tears many tears it almost like makes that's almost like for my husband um the iron giant uh, <laughs> but yeah i guess i don't i don't know i guess i don't think about ra- ra- uh, dragons as being emotional <laughs> i guess they're just like dragons they take up a lot of physical space and emotional space <laughs> and that's their that's their right that they're emotionally hoarding which is fine <laughs> and then Robert Munch will always have a special place in my heart because he wrote The Boy in the Drawer, which <gasps> stars a girl named Shelly. <laughs> With an E-Y. With an E-Y, like me. So Robert Munch is my friend forever because <laughs> I was the only Shelly I ever knew growing up <laughs> besides myself. So even though his dragon is not smart, he can get away with it. And as for the the dragon's changing their brand to stay popular over the years. Who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, let's look at, there's Cher, you know, there's Madonna, zombies. <laughs> they, they, change, they change their brand all the time. They go from being nasty, gross guys to sparkly, beautiful. No, that's vampires. What am I thinking? Why did I say zombies? <laughs> well, because zombies is uh, the Disney Channel original movie where zombies are nice. That's right, zombies. Or that one movie where the zombie is nice to the girl warm bodies <laughs> there we go all all mythical creatures are out there changing their brand all the time i mean there's a movie out right now about a yeti or no a bigfoot and he's real nice too so i don't i don't fault dragons big dragon can can you know control their own brand that's fine <laughs> everyone does and as for other dragons i was thinking of things like the Tale of Two Castles, which I already mentioned. <laughs> or Dragons Love Tacos, a <gasps> great uh, picture book yes. that my son loves. There is The Muffin Muncher that we also read as a kid. How do you guys, how do you girls remember all these? My goodness. It's a 
dragon who loved to eat muffins. And at first the town didn't like her, but then they ended up being able to work together and she would like stoke the fires to bake all the muffins and she got paid in muffins. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. It's an inspirational story. (laughs) Dragons like, you know, the Chinese dragons that, you know, do the cool dance with the people Mm -hmm. under it. Dragons from around the world are like, because basically almost every culture has a dragon. They're all awesome. Mythical dragons from around the world and in stories and fantasy books, which I read a lot of. (laughs) They're great. Dragons are cool. They, you know, they can be nice or mean or love muffins, treasure or eat people (laughs) or be nice or whatever. They, you know, dragons be doing their thing. And I I love it. (laughs) I love what they're doing. Never change dragons, except for when you feel like you need to, then go ahead. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, and I will happily watch Game of Thrones later, and I will love to see some dragons. Shelly, I was not Khaleesi for you to say that. (laughs) Well, sorry, but not sorry. (laughs) Well, Shelly, thank you so much for sharing your opinion on dragons with us. And now we are going to move on to our segment, Who's Your Celebrity Nephew? Wow! And in Who's Your Celebrity Nephew, we are trying to round out our celebrity family. We've already had a celebrity uncle, celebrity aunt, celebrity grandma, celebrity grandpa. That is right. We haven't done celebrity parents yet. Is that correct, girls? (laughs) Not yet. No, but that'll be a good one. (laughs) Uh, We have to choose someone who is nephew age for us. I had, these were my first three ideas. They were all bad ones, and I'm glad I didn't go for them. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. So these celebrities are bad. Just know that, everyone. One, the boss baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good one. The second one is uh, Billy the Kid. <laughs> Billy's an adult. <laughs> but his name has kid in it, and he died at 21. Did he? Oh, yeah. That is, baby. I did some fact checking because I was like, how much of a kid was he? Because if he was like a 14 year old <laughs> Old West, like gunslinger, maybe he will be my celebrity uh, nephew. But he's he was too old. Lastly, Children of the Corn was my other idea. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All of the Children of the Corn. <laughs> no, just the boys. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the only reason I didn't choose them was because it's not child of the corn, it's children. So I only can have one nephew, celebrity nephew. So I ended up choosing Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone, of the Home Alone years. And I'd like him to be my celebrity nephew because he seems like a real fun time. And the best part about having nieces and nephews in general is that you get to pass them off to their parents when uh when you're done with them uh he seems like the perfect kid to hang out with and then pass off to his parents when you're like i'm done that's so. true i'm done being pranked <laughs> <laughs> that era macaulay culkin was also in a version of the nutcracker and richie rich yeah he's a busy man <laughs> busy boy <laughs> a busy nephew i thought the rules were that that they had to be the right age now I really tried, but I don't watch Stranger Things, and I couldn't find any other celebrity children who weren't 
in Stranger Things. I also <laughs> had a hard time finding celebrity children. Well, Julie, who was who is your celebrity nephew? So, Holly, you inspired me. You were complaining to me last night and to us again before we started recording about <laughs> a video that Kelly sent you of <laughs> the YouTubers Rhett and Link, where they turned Link into a a human peep. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> but that got me to thinking about uh, their kids, because they have really cute kids, Rhett and Link do. Rhett has Locke and Shepard, and Link has Lincoln and Lando. And Lily. But she's a boy. She's not a boy. I know. But you were, ju- <laughs> you were just saying kids. That's true. I'm with <laughs> Kelly. Yes. Lily, too. She's the sweetest one of all of them. Because the rest are all troublemakers. <laughs> <laughs> but the like they've been on like their YouTube channels many times and they're just so cute and charming and funny. And I could I could have them as nephews. <laughs> so Rhett and Link's kids are all your nephews. Yeah. Well, and I don't know which is which, even after you've all explained <laughs> it to me several times in the last forty-eight hours. <laughs> And so that's probably best for me if it's like just <laughs> Rhett and Link's kids, because if I had to choose Rhett's kids or Link's kids, I would have no idea. <laughs> Julie, those are great celebrity nephews. Kelly, who is your celebrity nephew? I don't have kids, and I don't remember a lot of the shows when I was a kid. I, I guess I didn't watch a lot of actual human actors. I watched a lot of animation. I can't think of anyone from back in the day. What about Caillou? You watched a lot of Yeah, oh, but he's still gosh. fake. And so I thought we had to do... <laughs> he's so fake. <laughs> Just be real, Caillou. <laughs> but yeah, so when Holly was saying like her list of nephews and whatever, she was bringing up fake, you know, like characters. I'm like, oh my gosh, uh-huh. they have to be fake. And so I started panicking. <laughs> oh, sorry. So... Luckily, Holly's just throwing the rules out the window. (laughs) (laughs) So luckily, I have two. I like them both as characters in their movies, but I like them in real life, too. Like, they're pretty cool and funny. One of them is Jack Dylan Grazer. He was Freddy from Shazam, the one with the crutch. Yeah. Yeah, he's so funny in that movie, and apparently he is in It, like the new It. Oh, yeah. And I totally forgot about that until I looked him up. Did you watch it? Yeah. Uh, uh, scary. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you got scared, like, just by hearing <laughs> hearing that word. <laughs> I, can't believe, I can't believe other people watch that movie. It's too scary. I haven't watched it. It made it sound like I've watched it. I haven't. Don't be crazy. No, that I like scary movies. They don't scare me. So they're just oh. entertaining. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I need to take a moment. <laughs> Go on without me. The next one is Cameron Boyce. He is he's older now, like so he's six years younger than me, so he's twenty. In the movies that I watched him in, he was younger. So he's in the grown-ups movies with Adam Sandler and David Spade and Chris Rock and all the, you know, 
really well-known people. And he was one of Adam Sandler's sons. And he is so funny in that. And, you know, everyone did a great job in that. But, like, Cameron Boyce, like, just thinking of the kids right away, he was one of my favorites. So I think he, both of those boys would be fun nephews. I agree with that, Kelly. And Shelly pointed out uh, earlier that Shelly herself has nephews that are 20. And so I think 20 is a great age for a nephew. (laughs) Okay. He did a great job. Everybody did a great job. I'm still sad I couldn't choose Boss Baby because he's not real. Uh, Is it my turn? (laughs) Shell, who is your celebrity nephew? Just a couple weeks ago, we rewatched the Sandlot for family mo- family movie night. Uh huh. And basically, uh, all those kids are hilarious and great, but uh, especially hilarious is the kid uh, who's called Ham. That's his nickname in the movie. He is an adorable little chunky kid who's hilarious and also good at baseball. <laughs> Two qualities I look for in a nephew. <laughs> <laughs> is he the one with red curly hair? Yes. He's so cute and all his cute freckles. Like, he's so cute in that movie. So he he was a thought that I had. And then basically, like, every little boy from the remake of Little Rascals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, They're yes. all so cute. Uh, those were all, like, those little guys were all on my list also. But then I ended up Going with one of the kids from Stranger Things. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't remember his character name, but his real name, the actor's name, is Gatton uh, Mar- Matarazzo. Matarazzo. Oh, yeah. I, I met him at Fanix. He is so cute. He's, again, got curly hair. Didn't didn't realize that was a theme. <laughs> uh, he's got the cutest curly hair, and he's got the cutest little face, and he's huh hilarious on that show and also whenever he walks any red carpets he's so fashionable and uh he's just he seems like a cute like really like sincere nice kid so he was he was my celebrity nephew kelly's met your celebrity nephew has anybody else met anybody else's celebrity nephew no (laughs) no well then kelly you win. Yeah. <laughs> you win. Does that mean you get to keep my celebrity nephew? Because <laughs> you've met him. You do win. And because of that, you get to keep all of our celebrity nephews. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we've learned that Shelly doesn't like any of her real nephews because none of them have curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You'll be hearing from my son's lawyer, Shelly. <laughs> And you'll be hearing from my son's stylist. But this has been Who's Your Celebrity Nephew? Wow! Shelly Gang, thanks for joining us once again. We are so happy that you are here and that you stayed with us, even though apparently I'm illiterate. (laughs) I think you ended up bringing up that point more than I did. I think because it made me so mad and it fueled me towards podcasting greatness. I wanted you to have fuel to overcome your Easter headache. Oh, thank you so much. If you, Shelly Gang, want to help me or 
any of the girls with our Easter ailments, you can go to our website, ShellyHasOpinions.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, HasOpinions.com. And there you can find pictures of us without ailments. Uh, You can... You can uh, find our contact page and let us know what your Easter ailment was. You can find our social medias, and you can also listen to old episodes wherein I don't have a headache and I shine bright like a diamond that would get hoarded by a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) But, Shelly Gang, please just do us a favor. Let people know that you like this show, and please also let us know, because it's always nice to hear from a fan, and it keeps Shelly from having a big head, because if she knows that people listen, then she will get more and more insecure. That's true. (laughs) So having this podcast where she thinks no one listens is making her really egotistical. (laughs) That's why I'm able to speak at all while we're recording, because I know right now no one else is listening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, thank you, and I love you, and goodbye. 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 Gosh dang it, Shelly, where are you?